0: Hi, this is dan thanks for listening to my podcast i trust that it'll encourage you and build your faith if you'd like to connect with me further visit my website at revivalnow.com you can find me on youtube facebook and instagram at revival now dan steep and twitter at revival now dan you can also download the revival now app enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend Welcome to the Dan Steep podcast. I'm Dan Steep, and we're talking Bible prophecy in this episode. What is the last trumpet in the book of Revelation? I know for some people, uh, as you hear that topic, um, you might think, "Why are we getting into the weeds of something like the last trumpet in the book of Revelation?" But actually, this is uh, a very practical. Episode that we're going to be talking about, uh, because answering this question is going to actually bring a lot of clarity in your mind when it comes to Bible prophecy. Because there's a lot of um, a lot of teaching out there, some false teaching, some that's that's built from a a biblical foundation, but there are varying views and opinions. And uh, this actually answering this question about the last trumpet in the book of Revelation can bring a lot of clarity um, for Bible prophecy for the believer. So we're going to just begin here, in Revelation chapter 11, where it speaks of a last trumpet. And uh, we'll read uh, Revelation 11, verses 15 through 18. When the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices then, excuse me, the seventh angel blew his trumpet, And there were loud voices shouting in heaven. The world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. The 24 elders, sitting on their thrones before God, fell with their faces to the ground and worshipped him. And they said, We give thanks to you, Lord God, the Almighty, the one who is and who always was, for now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were filled with wrath, but now the time of your wrath has come. It's time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people, and all who fear your name, from the least to the greatest. It is the time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Okay, so we have a reading of this, this seventh trumpet that is, is, is blown, and we're going to look into the, the timing of when that actually takes place. But before we do that, let's look at uh, two other classic passages on the rapture, which also um, involve a trumpet. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I'm going to read from uh, verses 51 to 53, First Corinthians fifteen fifty one to fifty three. Behold, I tell you a mystery: we we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. And then, in another passage from the Apostle Paul, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses I'll read verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First the believers who have died will rise from their graves, then together with them we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. So we have, in Revelation 11, uh, penned by the Apostle John, speaking about uh, the seventh trumpet, and then we have in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, passages penned by the Apostle Paul that also have uh, words such as the last trumpet or the trumpet call of God. Now, there are are varying views of basically chronology uh, on on the Tribulation. Uh, There's the pre-Tribulation, view a mid-tribulation view and a post-tribulation view, and these are all views on, on uh, the rapture of the church. Some believe, like myself, uh, as I believe there's very strong biblical um, support for a pre-tribulation rapture, but there are those who believe that the rapture will take place at the midpoint of the tribulation the tribulation being a seven-year period of time where God's judgment and wrath is poured out on the earth, and then there are those who believe in a post-tribulation view of the rapture. And this is important to understand because there's a lot of confusion and false teaching that centers around basically lumping these three trumpet accounts together, that from Revelation 11 and those from 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And we're going to unravel the confusion of of this by focusing on biblical chronology and context. Biblical chronology and context. So the chronological context of the last trumpet in Revelation chapter 11. Well, you see that the book of Revelation actually gives us its own outline. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 19, we read, Write down what you have seen, both the things that are now happening and the things that will happen. So there's the chronology of the book of Revelation. The things that you have seen, the things that are now happening— and the things that will happen. The things in the book of Revelation that have been seen are found in chapter 1. The things that are now happening, or were now happening at the moment that that the Apostle John received this revelation, those were recorded in chapters 2 and 3. And the things that will happen, or the things that were to come, or are to come, are found in chapters 4 through chapter 22. Chapter 4 through 22. Now, in the book of Revelation, we read of a series of three end-time judgments that transpired during the tribulation. And in those judgments, God is executing His wrath. So here is a timeline from the rapture in the book of Revelation forward. I believe that we find the rapture occurring in Revelation chapter 4. And then we're going to be looking at the timeline from the rapture forward. I'm going to read to you from Revelation chapter 4, starting at verse 1. Ooh, I almost made a... Big mistake and started reading from James chapter 4. Let me get to Revelation chapter 4. Beginning in verse 1, Then I, as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, Come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the Spirit, And I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. I'm just going to stop there. This, I believe, is when the rapture of the church took place or takes place in the book of Revelation. This is what the Apostle John was experiencing, this this open door in heaven, a voice uh, telling him to come up there. And instantly, being in the Spirit, or in uh, a heavenly body, he saw this throne from heaven and someone sitting on it. So I, I believe that's the point. And so we're going to take from that point forward in Revelation chapter 4. Uh, we see in chapters 4 and 5, there's a heavenly vision, and it's a, a prelude to the tribulation. And then in chapters 6 through 19... Chapter 6 through 19 of Revelation cover the tribulation period. So that's chapter six through chapter 19, covering this seven year, the details of this seven year tribulation period. That leads into chapter 20, which speaks of the millennium or the 1000 year reign of Christ on the earth. Chapter 21 speaks of the new heaven and earth and eternity. And in the 22nd and final chapter of the book of Revelation, we have uh, what I would call a visionary salutation that is given uh, to the Apostle John who's receiving this, this heavenly vision. Now now during the tribulation, which runs from chapter 6 through chapter 19 of the book of Revelation, there are a series of three judgments, each becoming, Progressively more severe. There are the seven seals of the scroll found from Revelation chapter 6, verse 1, and running until chapter 8, verse 5. Then there are the seven trumpets, which run from Revelation chapter 8, verse 6 through chapter 9, verse 21. And then we see this seventh trumpet in Revelation chapter 11, verses 15 through 19. And then we, we have the seven bowl judgments. The seven bowl judgments are given to us in Revelation chapter 16, verses 1 through 21. Now, the three series of judgments where God is executing His wrath, are actually interconnected. And so the seventh seal judgment introduces the seven trumpet judgments, and then the seventh trumpet judgment introduces the seven bowl judgments. Now, contextually, the seventh trumpet seems to occur in the middle of the seven-year tribulation period. The exact day of the middle of the tribulation is, is actually known. And we can turn to Daniel chapter 9, verse 27 to get a, a little background upon that. But the exact day of the middle of the tribulation is known. It is the breaking of the peace treaty that was signed at the beginning of the tribulation between the Antichrist and Israel. So let me try to break this down a little bit more. The next major prophetic event on God's prophetic calendar is the rapture of the church. It marks the end of the church age, and from the rapture forward, the tribulation age begins. And the scripture talks about a peace treaty that's going to be signed at the beginning of the tribulation period that will be broken halfway through. This is a a peace treaty between the Antichrist and Israel that is then broken at the midpoint of the tribulation, three and a half years in, and these three and a half years are, three and a half years on the, ancient Hebrew calendar, which is a 360-day calendar, not a 365-day calendar, and I read to you from Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, it says, then he shall confirm a covenant for many with one week, which is a unit of time speaking about seven years. In the middle of the week, he shall bring to an end sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of of abominations shall be one who makes desolate even until the consummation which is determined is poured out upon the desolate so it's saying that in the middle of the week or the middle of the seven-year tribulation at the three and a half year point in other words he's going to bring an end to sacrifice and offering in the temple it's actually going to set up a a an idol or statue of himself to be worshipped. And uh, it sa- the Scripture says he's not only going to bring an end to sacrifice and offering, but on the wing of these abominations, abominations shall be one who makes desolate until when? Until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate, which is the Antichrist. So, it's going to run from that midweek or mid seven year point of that three and a half year point until the Antichrist is uh, this, this wrath and consummation is poured out upon him. And we know that happens at the end of the seven year tribulation during the Battle of Armageddon. And in that Battle of Armageddon, Jesus Christ himself returns to the earth and destroys the Antichrist and his league of rogue armies. So, the the tribulation is seven years by this 360-day Hebrew calendar, and the last three and a half years of the wrath of God are going to be more severe than the first three and a half years. They're going to be so severe that Jesus said that if the Father had not shortened the days, none would survive. So this will be the highest level of calamity the world has ever seen or will ever see. People who believe in the mid-tribulation rapture, they actually need the last trumpet. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4, they need it to be the same as the trumpet med- mentioned in Revelation chapter 11. But they clearly are not. The two trumpets, those in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, they concern the rapture of the church. They concern uh, the resurrection of the dead and the rapture of the church. Now, the one in Revelation chapter 11 concerns the wrath and judgment of God by introducing the seven bold judgments, which are to follow, which are the seven most severe judgments, the last of which is uh, of those seven bold judgments is the battle of Armageddon. So two concern the rapture of the church and one concerns the wrath and judgment of God by introducing the bold judgments. The mid-tribulation rapture view is rooted in the word last. The real problem is rooted in a legalistic overemphasis on that word last. Let me try to illustrate it. The last day of Lent is not the last season of Lent in your life. Just like the last day of spring this year did not signify the last spring that I'll ever experience in my life. In the Old Testament, last days was specific to the Jewish people. In the New Testament, last days deal primarily with the church. Now you have to understand that last days and end times are not synonymous terms. The last days deal with the church age that began in Acts chapter 2 and run up until the rapture of the church. And times are those days that follow the rapture of the church from the first day of the tribulation forward. That's why last days deals primarily with the church. But Bible prophecy, specifically in end times, is solely centered around the nation of Israel, the city of Jerusalem, and the Jewish people. So let me try and make this even more clear concerning the last trumpet in the book of Revelation. Let's do a comparison between the trumpets in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and the trumpet mentioned in Revelation eleven 15. Let's look at the subject of the trumpet. In uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 52, the subject of the trumpet is the church. That's verse 50. In Revelation 11, the subject of the trumpet is the wicked world. That's Revelation eleven 18. Let's look at the result of the trumpet. So let me just repeat. The subject of the trumpet. In 1 Corinthians 15 is the church. In Revelation 11, it's the wicked world. The result of the trumpet in 1 Corinthians 15 is the rapture of the church. The result of the trumpet in Revelation 11 is the judgment of God on a wicked world. The nature of the trumpet... In 1 Corinthians 15 is God's grace. The nature of the trumpet in Revelation 11 is God's judgment. The timing of the trumpet. In 1 Corinthians 15, the timing of the trumpet signals the close of the church age. Whereas in Revelation 11, the timing of the trumpet signals or marks the climax in the progression of the tribulation judgment so a careful comparison reveals that these trumpets cannot be the same there is a not, not just a similarity but we're in in, Reve- in 1 Corinthians 15 and in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 those are the same trumpets trumpets that deal with the church the rapture of the church, God's grace, and signaling the close of the church age. Those are different than the trumpet sounded in Revelation chapter 11. Now, what's the most, th- most important thing about Bible prophecy? Preparedness. What I've given you in this Concise rundown of the last trumpet in the book of Revelation is a key that will bring clarity and I pray ultimately produce a preparedness within yourself. If you understand that the trumpet in Revelation chapter 11 and the trumpet mentioned in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, they have to be different trumpets signifying different eras, different periods of time, and different purposes. And when you do that, it makes very clear which um, view, uh, in terms of pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, and post-tribulation, is uh, the most clearly laid out one in Scripture. It is a pre-tribulation view of the rapture, and understanding and not lumping together all of the trumpets, but understanding that there can be different trumpets that sound in the last days and in the end times. When you do that, it helps you understand chronological context in Bible prophecy. And when you understand that chronological context, it helps you understand where we're living today. We're living in the last days. The last days of the church age. And the event that will bring to a close the church age is the rapture of the church. It's when God sovereignly and gracefully removes His church from the earth before His judgment and wrath is poured out upon the earth in that seven-year tribulation. Bible prophecy is intended to bring about preparedness. You need to be prepared for the next major prophetic event on God's prophetic calendar. It's the rapture of the church. What does it mean to be the church. The church, the word church in the New Testament is from the Greek word ekklesia, which means the called out ones of God. Called out of a world and life of sin and called into Christ. How do you become a a part or a member of the church? Well, it's not something that you can be voted into. The church is something, is a spiritual body of believers. It's not a building or a location, but a spiritual body of believers that can only be entered into by the spiritual new birth. To use the words of Jesus in John 3, you must be born again. You're born into the church. The church isn't a club, it's not a building, it's not a denomination, It's a spiritual body of believers, of born-again people. That is the church. You need to understand that, because when Christ comes on the clouds to catch His church up out of the earth, I want you to be in that number. And the only way that you can be in that number is to be born again. How do you do that? You must recognize that you've sinned, Repent of your sin, and receive the free gift of salvation offered through Jesus Christ. Recognize. The Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So you must humble yourself and recognize, come to a place of recognition, that your sin is what's killing you. And it's not only killing you, it's killing the people around you. And the only way to peace is through faith in in Jesus Christ. Once you've recognized your sin, repent. Repent simply means to change. To change your mind, change your attitude, change your direction and lifestyle. Jesus said, And you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. So when you've recognized your sin and you're willing to repent of that sin, All that's left to do is to receive, to commit your heart to him by faith. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'd like to offer a simple prayer of salvation that contains all three of these components, to repent or to recognize, repent, and receive. And if you'll repeat this prayer after me from a place of sincerity in your heart, you can know this very day that you're born again and that when Jesus comes to rapture his church out of the earth, you're going to be on your way to heaven where the Bible says you will forever be with the Lord. Would you pray this prayer with me? Just repeat this prayer after me out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And he rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. I repent. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer with me, welcome to the family of God. The Bible says in Romans 10:13, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, will be saved. And if you prayed that prayer with me, you called upon the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, and as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you that you're saved. You're born again. And you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. If you prayed that prayer with me, please go to my website at revivalnow.com. Go to revivalnow.com. You'll find a big red button on the front page of our website that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it will take you to a place where you can view some video resources that I've prepared for you to help you get started in your Christian life, and there's also a place for you to fill out your contact information. Fill out your contact information, and then we're going to send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. So go to RevivalNow.com, click I Just Got Saved, and follow the prompts from there. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the Dance Deep Podcast as we've been talking about Bible prophecy and distinguishing what is the last trumpet in the book of Revelation. I trust that it's been a blessing to you, that it's encouraged you, and even made Bible prophecy clearer in your head. I trust that it is uh, helping you to be prepared for the great coming of the Lord. I love you all. I appreciate you joining me. If you've, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends and help me get the word out. And stay tuned. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.